0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S Y L
1: V A N 29.com. The Eagles are at the podium and we've got continuing draft coverage here for you, brought to you by SB Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist. Follow me on Twitter at Michael Kist NFL. That's K I S T. I'll be quick here because we've got three press conferences for you today. These are all after day two of the NFL Draft. So first up will be Howie Roseman, Joe Douglas, and Doug Peterson all together, answering questions about the second and third rounds and their selections for the Eagles. After that, we'll meet those selections by getting to know Penn State running back Miles Sanders and Stanford wide receiver J.J. Sagal Whiteside. Right who went in round two at 53 and 57 overall, respectively. We'll listen to them meet the media here in Philadelphia. We've talked about these two prospects a ton already, namely on BGN Radio episode 48 and 49, and also the newest Kissed and Solak show, which is episode 93. Of course, bleedinggreennation.com has a ton of analysis on the entire draft. And speaking of which, there's still one more episode of this series to go concerning the 2019 NFL draft as we kind of Slowly release these out. The last one will be Howie Roseman talking about just the entire draft hall. But that's later. This is now. Let's go back in time to when Howie Roseman was at the podium.
2: Guess what, guys? We got a running back. We draft running backs in Philadelphia.
1: Yes, we do.
2: What was it about Oh, uh, it wasn't on my opening statement. <laughs> um, excited. Uh, very Excited. We were patient, uh, let the board come to us. Um, Every dog has their day with that. And uh, we got Miles Sanders and then came back and and got a receiver that we had targeted throughout this process, someone who really uh, fits what we do, Um, really good player, good person in J.J. And just – um, really excited about those two guys and obviously offensive heavily heavy the past couple of days and it's just how the board went um understand that we can't fit do everything here and and all the knee positions that wasn't what we went to the draft doing that's what we did for free agency and um we have the flexibility here to just uh, follow our board and take the best guys and, and that's what we've done so far here
3: well, i
4: love the- what was it about Miles Sanders that made you guys want to draft a running
3: back in the second round for the first time
2: in 10 years? Ago? Yeah, so, uh, Miles was a, a staff favorite and a uh, coaching staff favorite, a uh, personnel staff favorite, um, all of us front office favorite. Um, really, that guy he just he, – he reminded us of some other players we've had around here. Um He's got great lateral quickness. Uh, he really he he took, he was behind obviously a great back in Saquon and uh, really took the opportunity uh, to take it over when he had had it. Five star recruit at, uh, at Pittsburgh. We had some of our our guys, some of our Pittsburgh guys. We had a lot of those guys on your staff um, who had followed him in high school. And uh, he's one of those guys that you kind of say, if he comes back and has another year like he had this year, where does he go next year? And uh, we think he's a special talent and a perfect fit for our offense.
1: When when you have a player like that who has one year as a starter, how do you evaluate that one year? And and do you care about um, the tread on the tires for a player like that?
5: Yeah, no, we talk about production and production matters, but we also talk about the ability. I mean, the, the ability that you see on tape and, I mean, how he hit on it. And you see a guy with great feet, great balance, lateral quickness. Uh, he's got quick strike ability. So, uh, you know, we're, we're very excited about Miles.
3: Does the low mileage play a role?
5: Uh, it's a positive. <laughs> it's a positive. Joe, you know, the,
6: the two questions and reservations about him, if there's any, uh, five fumbles he had last year and uh, his pass protection. Uh, can you address both of those?
5: Yeah, you know, um, those are things that we talked about and talked about when we uh, uh, we talked about Miles and we had him in here and we we addressed it with him uh, and you know we feel really good. Uh, we have one of the best running back coaches in the National Football League, and uh, you know Deuce is Deuce can't be more excited than he is right now.
2: And just to say, you know, when we, we had those, uh, Westbrook, Westbrook came out, That those were concerns on him about his ability um, to pass protect. And he's one of the best pass protecting backs who, who've played in the National Football League in a long time. And ball security was a concern with LaShawn when we had him. So um, we go with Deuce and, and he asks those the questions. He gets a chance to, to work those guys out and see those guys and um, he feels very confident. Coach feels very confident that those are, are things that are not going to be a factor in the NFL. I want
3: to ask you about going into OTAs. You're, uh, you're going you're to have quite a surplus at a couple positions, you know, tackle, running back. I know you probably like that a lot, but uh, can you explain a little bit about the process of kind of sorting that out, what that's going to be
7: like? Yeah, the biggest thing... Um, for us as coaching staff in the, in the off season is, is really, there is no depth chart. You know, we're quite frankly, we're working everybody individually and and we're getting everybody uh, the work that they need to uh, be prepared for, for training camp. And uh, you know um, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be great to get these guys in here Um You know, get them with their position coaches, get them in the playbook, um, you know, start working on the field with our guys, see how our guys practice. Um, you know, sometimes they come from programs where, um, you know, maybe, maybe they don't, they practice a certain way. When they get here, they're gonna, they're gonna practice a different way. They're gonna practice hard and fast, and, and we're excited about that. But OTAs is a time to really, uh, kind of build the foundation and to work on things that, that uh, will carry over into preseason, the preseason games, and then uh, the regular season.
6: So how you, you talked through years about versatility, multiplicity,
3: offensively, can, you know, in the last month and a half here, how the complexion has changed at wide receiver
6: and running back and what that means to you, kind of looking ahead with all the different things you can do with, these, with this talent. There's
7: a lot of hand waving back there, Dave. <laughs> <laughs>
6: so, you know,
7: okay. Um... You know, I think I think with uh, with what you're asking, um, <laughs> as far as you know, it, it, again, it's it's a great opportunity for us uh, as a staff. We we continue to add depth and we continue to add talent, and that's. That's something that Howie and Joe and, and, and the Scouts say they, they bust their tail to do and and uh, we obviously um, you know help our roster that way and, and not only for this year but also for the future and and uh, the guys we have are guys that we can um, you know we can work them in different positions we can we can take guys and you know for instance miles we can work them in space we can we can take JJ work them inside work them outside. Um, you know, there's just position flex with those guys, and and that's what's even with our current guys. You know, Nelly's been a guy that's worked inside and outside, and and uh, you know, Alshon, Deshaun. It's it's you know, we 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 do put letters, and we say, okay, he's outside, he's inside, all that. But quite frankly, uh, we move so many guys around uh, in our system that they they have to play inside from time to time, and and uh, having having even Alshon go in the slot has been beneficial for us and big targets and things like that, of course. You know, this is going to be exciting, uh, you know, for us this spring, even with our tight ends in that situation that we have. So, you know, we continue to add the depth. We continue to add, you know, the talent to our roster, and that's that's exciting, and that's, that's a good thing for, for us going, uh, moving forward.
6: So with, with Miles Sanders, this, this is a guy that uh, went to school nearby, um, and how he mentioned that some of the scouts have known us since his high school career, but when did he really start becoming a serious contender for you guys to draft him? And how do you weigh having someone that's close? Is there like a – do you worry about home field uh, bias, you know, having someone so close versus, you know, the rest of the nation when you, you see a guy that up close? Did you go to
5: Penn State? I didn't go in there this year. No, do you,
1: did you go to Penn State?
5: No, I didn't go to Penn State, but I know someone who did. Go to Penn State. Yeah. 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 So do
1: you worry about that? I mean, last, I mean, you had success with LaShawn being close by, but, you know, Tony Hunt. Right. I mean,
6: that was before you, but uh, I'm just yeah. wondering.
5: Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, um,. With Miles, I mean, I do remember him coming out, even though I'm not from Pittsburgh like Tom and Andy are and Jim Ward, um, but I do remember how highly touted he was just having friends that work and staff there. So um, that's how he initially got on my radar just coming out of high school. But, you know, um, backing up a pretty good running back um, and uh, making the most of his opportunity this year um, is when he really got on our radar um, for for this past season. And uh, Jim Ward did a great job. He's our area scout in the Northeast, and he, he did a great job uh, going in there and getting great information.
6: Can hey, so you talk about how Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders kind of complement each other? Seem like they have different skill sets. Yeah, sure. You know,
2: and uh, we're always trying to look for complementary guys on our roster. But the same token, um, you know, Miles is a guy, he can play all three downs. Jordan's got better hands than maybe advertised um, but you have these guys who can do different things, and, and for Coach, he's looking for guys who have different skill sets, um, so he can provide different looks to the defense, and it's a matchup league, and that's what we're looking to provide our coaching staff, guys um, who win one-on-one matchups, um, who can play in specific situations, and so that there, there's not a play that he can't call because he doesn't have the right skill set there. And, um, you know, this this is a guy that uh, we, we got together as a group about two weeks ago, and um, we went through some hypotheticals, and um, certainly when we were, we were looking first in the first round, it, it, there wasn't a lot of time spent on you know our first round pick being being available anywhere in the twenties. Um, you know, we would joke about Miles falling to us you know, when we started to the day today. Uh, I went into Coach Staley's office uh, and I said, let, let, let's get some good karma. Maybe Miles will fall um, because we're going to try to be patient here. And I think the most shocking thing he heard in that was the word patient um, in that sentence. But uh, and then J.J., you know, we we heard from a bunch of people after we picked J.J., like uh, we're very surprised J.J. fell. You know, sometimes the, these West Coast guys who play late, um, you know, they, they get a little underrated because people aren't watching those late games and. Uh, th- this guy's a baller. You know, he's he's got a, a very good skill set, and a, I think when our when our fans get to know him, um, they're gonna be really proud. He he symbolizes Eagle mentality, Eagle football. How as a, as
0: a, as a follow up to that, for uh, both you guys, it was a crowded wide receiver board at fifty seven. A few came off right afterwards. What separated JJ from the other guys at that point?
5: You know, JJ is a great fit for what we do. Um, him and Miles, two, two of the highest character guys in this draft. Um, so th- that separated them from a few guys, but, you know, JJ's ability to go up and get the ball, um, his strength, uh, his ability to separate and finish, uh, contested catches, um, in the scoring zone. he's just a highly productive guy and really tough, really strong.
7: When you look at a guy who who is so good at making those contested catches and you're scouting him, how do you gauge whether that's going to translate to the NFL where you're going up against sort of a different caliber athlete, maybe bigger corners?
5: I mean, I think strength translates in this league. And uh, the ability, I mean, you're not going to separate from every corner in this league. There's Mm -hmm. a ton of talented players. And you're going to have to make tough contested catches and, uh, you know, those guys, their game travels, man, and, it, and uh, you know, when it's cold here and you need a strong guy to go get the ball and make a play, I mean, those are the type of guys we're looking for.
6: I think the
2: other, I think the other thing is his ability at the line of scrimmage to set defenders up. I mean, he, he's a very crafty guy um, in his separation and his ability to use his basketball skills to box out guys, and so um, he creates separation from that, and then, you know, he, he, he showed – at his pro day, his athleticism as well. So, um, you know, this this guy's a good football player, and we're happy to get him.
6: I understand what you said about the way the, the board fell uh, in, in terms of defensive players, but could you have dreamed walking in yesterday that you'd be through day two and not have drafted anybody from this defensive-rich draft that you talked about?
2: Yeah, I think that we've been through enough drafts to know that th- things get hectic on draft day and it never goes exactly according to plan. You know, we spend so much time charting kind of scenarios and we always say that if we get back on Friday and things change. And um uh, that I think that where we looked at this, things changed here in terms of where the board went offensively versus defensively, but in a very positive productive way and um you know, if we went in and just said, "Hey, we got to get this amount of defense guys, this amount of offensive guys," um, by the same token, you know, we didn't we didn't have a lot of picks. It wasn't really our goal to lose more picks, um, but we have a lot of confidence in our ability to find guys after the draft, um, and we will be very aggressive about doing that. And um, we looked at opportunities to move down. I know that's probably a question that all of you guys have. Um, certainly, that was something that we looked at, but. Um, we also didn't want to lose these guys, and we didn't want to get too cute and be in a situation where we lost guys that we thought had an Eagles mentality, really fit what we were trying to do going forward, and um, not only fit what we're trying to do now, but fit our team going, fo- you know, in 2020 and 2021 as we kind of build that roster uh, up as well. Right. There's uh,
6: a report that Nelson Aguilar is available for a trade Does this uh, draft pick of J.J. affect his future here?
2: No, uh, you know, for us, Nelson's an important part of our football team. He's an important part of what we're trying to do. Um, you know, we're really excited to have him here. He's somebody that has continued to get better and better as a player. Um, for us, having this amount of, of depth, of talent, it, it's going to be something we're going to need during the course of the year. It's a long season. Um, we're hoping to play well into January. We're going to need everyone. And we've seen that the last couple of years. Our, our depth has been a huge part of our success. And so that, that's our job to make sure we have Coach and his staff the depth to get through a, a, a hopefully 19-week season.
3: Right. we talked talk this off about how, uh, right. you know, the, the last four teams in the league were the, the best four offenses. Uh, and from a team-building perspective, I know this is the way the board felt, but, you know, if, if grades are equal, does sort of the tie go to the offense?
2: Have you met our, our head coach? What side of the ball? He's on. Um, you know, I, I think that um, – Listen, we we got an affinity for, for scoring points. There's no question about it. And the way we built our team, um, we want to score a lot of points, and then we want to make teams one-dimensional and get after the quarterback. Um, that, that's how we build this. That, that's going to be how we continue to do it. But at the same time, we're not trying to force anything. Uh, again, like I just – I want to start out with how we started this press conference. feel extremely fortunate to be here um, after the first two rounds and have the players we have, the, the talent that they have, and the character that they have. And um, we're, we feel really good about where we are. But we still got a lot of work to do.
8: Thank you, guys. Roseman and head coach, Coach uh, Doug Peterson, for this amazing opportunity and drafted me. Uh, I'm excited. And I just can't, get, get, uh, can't wait to get to work. Well,
0: party last night it looked pretty amazing.
8: What were your emotions like in the uh, phone call game? Uh, a lot of emotions ran through me. Uh, I've been, I've been uh, waiting for this opportunity my whole life, so having my dream finally come true and somewhere close to home, just... <laughs> It hit home as soon as I seen that two one five call me and they were on the board, so it was exciting very special moment for my family.
0: Miles, this franchise has a long history of successful running backs, Lashawn McCoy, Brian Westbrook. Did you watch those guys, and maybe how would you compare your game to
8: theirs? Absolutely. Um, watch more of uh, Lashawn McCoy. Um, he's from Harrisburg, so he's pretty local. I heard about him when he came up from in high school, broke a lot of records at his high school too. So I mean, I know a lot about his game. He's still doing well in the league, so. He's just a this type of player that that you see as a real vet and a guy that you can really look up to, and get advice. I mean, well he's I don't know how long he's been in the league, but he's doing very well. From so so, type of guy that I really look up and top running backs in my list too. So, but that's the type of career that I'm trying to really follow.
6: Grew
3: up
8: in state here. I mean, how much do you know about this organization and and maybe this roster uh, in general, specifically? Um, I know a little bit, not too much. I mean, being from Pittsburgh, uh, don't really know too much about Philly. I know more about the Steelers and stuff like that, but uh, I know a lot about. I know the running back room: Uh, Corey Clement, uh, Smallwood, Jordan Howard just came in here, and uh, Josh. Adams, yeah, Josh Adams. I just can't wait to meet those guys. Um, they seem cool. I just, I'm really just ready to come in and just fit in for the team and get the, get the trust for the team and just get ready to work. Have to
6: sure you a lot of how the a How mileage
0: on you something that, that helps you. How do you think that's going to help you in your rookie
8: season and early in your career? Uh, hopefully, just to have a long career, a long good career. I mean, I learned how to really take care of my body more as the off season came and when I declared. So. Uh, that's very important to me, just taking care of my body. And, I mean, the season's very long, 16 games, so you got to be ready for that mentally and, and physically.
6: What did you learn from you, uh, the time you spent not playing? Uh, what did you learn about yourself from the time you spent not playing?
8: Uh, I gained a lot of patience, uh, got more mature, um, started focusing on little things more, got bigger, stronger, faster, uh, got more deep into the playbook, just, just preparing myself and make myself feel comfortable for when I finally get my chance to get in the game. But then I also learn from Saquon. I mean, he's a special guy, special guy, and on and off the field. So there's just stuff like that I was just learning from him uh, as far as, like, how to watch film, what he looks for just to prepare myself for when I finally get my chance.
0: During, during that time, if, when there were moments that you might have gotten frustrated, who would you kind of lean on, or what was the best advice maybe you got from somebody about how to just kind of do the things you were just talking about?
8: Uh, kind of, like, I'm c- kind of keep to myself. Uh, I mean, my main uh, person I go to is my mom. She kept me steady through the whole situation. I uh, never really thought about transferring, nothing like that, but, I mean, obviously that's frustrating coming, being highly recruited and stuff, and... Not everything going my way, so. But uh, she just kept me studying. Me, mean, she told me everything happens for a reason, and I believe that also. So, and then you can only control the things that you can control. So,
6: why didn't you think about transferring? Uh,
8: well, longer process. <laughs> Honestly, that would be a way longer process. I didn't want to go through that, but uh, I let to compete. So, I mean, I knew he was there. Um, had expectations, but like I said, I just stayed patient and. the uh, well, here I am today. Well, the uh,
9: competitiveness on the phone last night between you and uh, and Saquon how how would that manifest itself during the week when you guys were on the on the roster together?
8: one more time. How
9: would how would the uh, that competitiveness show itself during the week between you and Saquon uh, as you were At on State? the same team?
8: Yeah. Uh, I mean, practice. Uh, every day in practice, I'm I'm coming ready to get better, trying to prove myself to get on the field. So, and then he's always trying to make sure. He doesn't lose his job. It's, it's, it's just like that. So when you're the starter, you don't want to lose your job. When you're not the starter, you want to be the starter. So it's just stuff like that. But I, also we work together and we make each other better. in the whole running back room, which is very talented.
3: Okay, how, do you, how do you see yourself fitting in here? I mean, the Eagles, maybe the last couple of years,
8: used the rotation of running back. Is that something you, you think would suit you pretty well? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm used to rotating. I'm, I mean, I'm... Not a selfish player. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to help this team win. I mean, high school. I split reps with with another great running back. Uh, Penn State's kind of the same thing. Uh, I'm I'm ready. I'm willing to do whatever. It's as far as special teams or splitting reps, doesn't matter. I'm willing to do whatever to help this team win the championship. You, you
3: got to spend, uh, a little bit of time with Deuce during your top thirty visit. How did you guys mesh and? Does that offer a little bit more cachet, maybe, to have a position coach that had so much success in, at your position? Yeah,
8: absolutely. I mean, Coach Ducey's a smart dude. He loves football. He loves talking ball, and I mean, he's very energetic and he, he loves the passion of football. And that's what make uh, that's why I really like about him. And he, he loves teaching, and and me, I, I love I love learning. I feel like I'm very coachable too. So I think me and him will have a great relationship. And, I think guys. Let me for whatever happens. What Speaking do you, of you, Deuce, when he got here for that, he was excited. I think he was more excited than me when he, when he called me last night too. So um, I haven't seen him today. I mean, it's just kind of told him I, I really wanted to be here too. So uh, I like the whole facility when I first uh, came here for the top thirty visit. I fell in love with the place. The coaching staff is very family oriented I feel like so, so good cool.
6: Speaking of Deuce and Andy, being coachable. All the draft reports, the one thing people talked about negatively was pass blocking. Mm-hmm. How do you see that? You probably read that or aware of that. How did you take it, and what do you think you need to do? Uh, is that something you really need to work on?
8: I mean, I think I want to, for me, I, I like to get better at everything, really. It's not really a specific thing, but everything, I want to get better at Some little, little by little and just to be the best player I could be, so that's the main thing.
3: I know last night was pretty emotional
8: for you. What was uh, what was it like waking up this morning and getting here? Uh, it was. It is like I don't know. I, I feel like I'm just going through the motions right now. Uh, it hasn't really hit me. I, I mean, I'm an NFL football player now, so <laughs> it's just that that mindset is just crazy. It blows my mind because I've been really dreaming for this my whole life. But I tweeted this morning like I woke up as a Philadelphia Eagle. So I'm I'm just excited and I'm, I can't wait to get to work.
1: Miles, you weren't targeted a lot as a receiver out of the backfield during your time at Penn State, but during the pro day, you, you really tried to show off your receiving skills. What did you do to work on that area of your game this offseason?
8: Uh, just, I mean, obviously catching jugs off the drug machine. Uh, uh, Trace was there the whole offseason uh, before pro day and after pro day, so just going working out every day with him and the other receivers and stuff like that, so... And then watching film on guys like Alvin Kamari, Terry Cohen, and guys like that just to see how how they're doing, how they perfect it. And I'm just trying to be that type of running back that can be on the field all three downs.
3: Well, are there any uh, current players that you
8: sort of model yourself after or think you can compare to? Um, no, I think I'm a, my own running back. I mean, there's guys that I obviously watch film on. Like I said, I just mentioned two. And say about well, being – Teammates with Saquon, I mean, I think we're our game is pretty the same, too. Uh, guys like Zeke, uh, Todd Gurley, those type of guys. Uh, but, no, I feel like I'm, a, I'm my own running back, own type of style. But I do like to get different type of run schemes just to make my style a little different, just put more uh, different things in my toolbox to use on the field. Hey,
0: Miles, this fan base has, has kind of been starving for a high running back in recent drafts. As a Penn State guy, they've seen you play, so there's a lot of excitement about you. How do you expect to handle that type of spotlight? Because you are going to be a very high-profile rookie
8: here. Um, I mean, I don't think it gets any, get any uh, higher than playing at Penn State. you playing against playing in front of 100,000 people uh, at home game. So, I mean, there's nothing really too big for me. Uh, like I said, I'm just going to come in here, get – Cool with the team. Just want to get the respect for the teammates. Just work hard and do whatever I can to help this team win. That's the main goal. That's the main goal.
3: Do You know what uh, number you're gonna wear?
8: No, I don't. No, I don't. I, I can't wait to find out,
9: but <laughs> I, I don't know the number. Well, I've always been said that uh, you know you were a favorite. Of everybody in the building, essentially from management to to scouting to coaches, did, did you get um, did you get a sense as to why that was? I mean, did they relay you know what it was about you that seemed to be such a good fit for this team?
8: Um, I think they really just my character. Uh, I'm I'm a very humble dude. I've been humble since since I was young. I mean, that's how I was raised, just to be respectful and humble and be thankful for everything that that God brings to you. So that's just kind of how I've been, and then. That's just my, my personality. I'm real laid back. It was cool. But when it's time to work, it's time to work.
1: Was all of that, the Eagles showed a lot of interest in pre-draft visits, all that stuff. Did you get a sense that they were the most interested team in you during the entire process? Or was it kind of a lot of scattered interest?
8: Uh, Yeah, I can, I can say that they were in my top. But I had a lot of love from a lot of, a lot of teams. uh there's a lot of teams, had a lot of private workouts, a lot of meetings. So uh, I met with a lot of teams that were very interested in me, but they passed up on me, landed here. So I, I'm I'm just blessed the Philadelphia Eagles chose me as their second-round pick. And like I said, I, I'm ready to get to work. That's that's probably the only thing I can really say right now. As a kid you as
3: you a question. kid growing up, was was football your first love, or, or did you like other sports
8: more? Yeah, football was my first love. My first position when I played football, uh, I was seven years old. I was a right guard. Yeah, so <laughs> it's hard to believe, but I was a right guard my first year, and then next year uh, my coach, which he was my mentor right now, he's the first one to throw me in as a running back, went from number 98 to number one, so, and it just went from there, and I've just been a running back since. You guys
3: want to play guard in this league? Oh, no, no, no.
8: no. As a follow-up to that, your Twitter handle
0: is Miles. Mm-hmm. Are you a big Friday Night Lights fan? For yeah, you, what's yeah. Kind of inspiration?
8: The movie. Yeah, I like the movie. Uh, I think that movie's legendary. Um, I mean, you see how he he runs in in the movie, so very elusive. And then people kind of said I look like Derek Luke. That's the person I played. I don't think so, but but um, yeah, I got that name when actually it was Pee Wee football, so and it just kind of built from middle school to high school to to now. And then I knew it got bad when my mom started calling me Booby. That's all (laughs) she calls. So that's
0: a nickname of yours.
8: Yeah, she calls me (laughs) Booby. So yeah. Who
6: was your co- your
4: uh, your coach, your mentor? Who? What was his name? Greg Williams. Yeah. All right. Good. 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 Thank you. Buddy. Thank you. Um I want to thank Jeffrey Lurie, uh, Howie Roseman, and uh, Coach Peterson. Uh, they made a little kid's dream come true. Um, I've been day I've been dreaming for this since I was a kid. Um, and as soon as I got the call, I was very emotional and I just couldn't stop think, saying thank you, thank you to my family, you know, to the coaches that were on the phone. Um, you know, but most and foremost, like, I want to thank God, um, and saying that. Uh, you're the third professional athlete in your, in your family. Um,
1: have your parents pro- kind of given you some guidance as to how to take this next step?
4: Uh, yeah. Um, you know, they, uh, a lot of people think, like, oh, like, living with two, two, uh, players, basketball, professional basketball players, has got to be, got to be a lot of pressure on you, um. And I was just like, like no, they, they told me right from the beginning, uh, if I didn't want to play sports, like, that's, that's more than okay with them. Like, as long as I'm doing something that I love, I, that, that, I'm going to make them proud regardless. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, having said that, like, it just took like a big weight off my shoulders to like, like, I'm going to do what I love. And what I love to do is play football. Um, so they try to help as much as they can with that. They don't know much about it. I mean, obviously, they do a little bit more now. Um, but, you know, any, any kind of, you know, life experience that I have, um, any sports experience that can be relatable between basketball and football, like I always ask them. They always give me great advice. How's your basketball game? It's still there a little bit. Um, Coach Shaw didn't let, didn't let us play a lot of basketball at Stanford. Uh, but, uh, you know, in the springtime, I was sneaking the court from time to time. When did you decide,
9: uh, on football, kind of
4: over basketball? I was in, uh, I was in high school, um, in junior year uh junior sophomore junior year when um and you know, I got my first couple letters uh in football and you know I, I it was like a game where I scored a game winning touchdown and um that feeling I was like there's no feeling in basketball that's going to compare to this um so just having that bus ride back and everybody's like dude like you're gonna go to college you're gonna you're gonna make it to the pros He's like let's go like having that feeling I was like I gotta I gotta make it happen like there's no better feeling in the world um so yeah, and then you know basketball, you, it was it was always a sport that you know I, I grew up playing, grew up learning about. Um, but football was like, dang, I can just come out here and just be me. And uh, if I make a mistake, you know my parents ain't gonna know I made a mistake. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was just I just fell in love with it in high school.
3: Stanford. I Stanford.
4: Mean, it's the best combination of um, academics and uh, sports. You know, we we win the Directors Cup every year, which is the the tournament for. Um, that measures the success of uh, sports in uh, your university. Um, but at the same time, I, I went on a visit and met Condoleezza Rice. Um, she shook my hand, and I ended up working for her this past summer. Um, and I was like, there's no, there's no other place in, in the country where you can do that and still win 9, 10, 11 games every year. What did
6: you do for Rice this past
4: summer? I was basically like, I like to say I was the first body of defense. Uh, anybody who wanted to contact her, meet with her, they had to go through me first. Um, which was cool because I got to meet some extraordinary people uh, from around the world. You mentioned uh, Coach Shaw a
3: little bit. He seems to really love the NFL draft, even does some uh, analyst work. Mm. Obviously, you have to get ready to play USC and Notre Dame, but uh, was he a good coach to play for as far as taking that next step and he realizes what you need to get to the NFL?
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's been here. Before, uh, he knows the ins and outs. Um, you know, Coach Shaw, there's a reason why we win in 9, 10, 11 games every year because uh, he knows what he's doing. Um, and everything that we learn, it's, all right, like, we're going to watch the best do it. Um, watch a lot of Philadelphia. Um, you know, we watch a lot of guys that, that emulate the same offense that we, that we have because, um, you know, if you can learn from the best, that's just going to make you better. Uh, so, uh, you know, just having the same uh, terminology, same schemes going into the next level, and having Coach Shaw knowing what's going to work because he's been here before. I mean, it's just you know, there's a reason why we win a lot of games every year. You
0: talked about the last guy You said Alshon's the guy you looked up to in terms of playing style. Mm-hmm. Is that because of what he's done in the league? Is it because you're both South Carolina guys? What's what's kind of the background for
4: it? Both, yeah, no. Like I, when I grew up watching uh, watching Alshon, I mean, from Carolina, it's like you know that's a guy that I'm like that everybody in the state knew yeah. and. uh you know, as a kid, it's like, dang, like, I want to be him one day. You know, I want to be playing college football, like representing my state. You know, having all the kids look up to me, like, you know, and that was me. Um, on top of that, when I get to when I get to Stanford, and you know, he's tearing it up in the league, it's like, dang, like, I got to do whatever he's doing because whatever he's doing is working, um, and, that, and I want to emulate the same kind of style. Just, just so so
6: has it sunk in you that, that he's your teammate
0: and, and probably a guy you're gonna learn from one on one?
4: Yeah, we, uh, we, we've changed some text messages already. Um, I'm excited to, to learn from him, and I think he's excited to, you know, just kind of guide me and, you know, teach me, you know, whatever he's done that's worked. Um, at the end of the day, you know, the better that I'm at, the better I can make the team, the better we can all benefit from it. JJ, in your
3: role, in your role as intermediary, you said you met a couple of people from, you know, around the world, a couple of cool people. What are some, a couple of names maybe?
4: Um. I don't know how confidential they want me to keep that. Uh, I'll just say, like, I met some ambassadors, um, Russian ambassador, Chinese ambassadors. Um, you know, I met some of, kind of Lisa's close friends who, uh, you know, I'm not going to name because I like to keep it. Like, she probably wanted me to keep it that way. Um, I think one day, like, the, the craziest call I got was from George Schultz, who, uh, who used to be um, like secretary of state for Reagan or something like that. And I didn't even know. Um, and like I got paid up the phone, like I talked to him for a while, hung up, and uh, all the interns were like, because all the interns are like from DC, and you know they they you know they worked hard to get there. I'm like who's that? Who's that? I was like, yeah, this George Schultz, and, and like everybody's jaw dropped, and I was like, like what? <laughs> like what was going on? They're like, yo, you just don't understand, like who you just talked to. And I'm like, Yeah, I don't know. but um, yeah, like I met I met a lot of interesting people.
3: You mentioned Kirby. Shaw about it, it, talking to him about uh, making your decision coming out early I mean, it was important uh, was his recommendation important and, and you know how much do you trust him with
4: that yeah you know it, it's funny because uh the way that it happened um we were walking off the field one day and uh you know like me and him were just kidding around and he was like yeah I'm gonna miss you I was like what do you mean he was like you know you know what I mean like you're ready for the next step like you know, as much as I would love to see you come back, like you're ready. And, uh, you know, you're going to tear it up. And this was, like, halfway through the season. And After he said that, I was like, yeah, if I have if I have his blessing, like, you know, I'm, I have confidence in myself that I'm going to do it already. So, you know, why not?
6: Was that he after a game or after practice?
4: After practice, walking off the field.
6: He was here. Uh, he was with the Eagles, uh, Coach Shaw, briefly. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if he ever kind of talked about his experiences here, talked about the city, either, you know, since you were drafted or while you were playing
4: there uh he talks um he talked he just talks about his nfl experiences not not really specifically uh, he'll name drop from time to time he loves name drop jerry rice but that's a great name to to drop uh especially when he's talking to the receivers um but uh yeah no he doesn't say specifically where what happened he just kind of tells us like hey like when i when when i was in the in the league you know coaching like this is what worked right like, and this is why
1: much you watched of uh, Carson Wentz? How much are you
4: looking forward to getting getting a chance to play with a guy like that? Well, I watched I watched him a lot actually. Um, his, uh, his kind of backup quarterback and in, and uh, in college was Easton State, and uh, we we had the same agency. We were at the same agency, so we watched film all the time together. And you know he'd be watching film with Carson because Carson you know does it right. Um, and when I'm watching, like, dang these these guys like these guys up at NDSU know know what they're doing. Um, so I got to watch a lot of, of him in college, but at the same time, like I mean, you know, he's been tearing it up up here too. Like you know, like I said, like if you want to learn from the best, you gotta you gotta watch the best.
9: What do you think uh, prompted Coach Shaw to say it like in that moment? Was there something about that practice, or were you guys or a game that you're coming off of? Um, mm. What do you think?
4: Uh, you know, I don't know. Me and uh, especially my senior year, me and Coach Shaw really got really comfortable with each other um, because there's been times where I just you know, come in his office, and I'm like, hey, listen, I got to talk to you about whatever is going on, and she sits there and listens. Uh, You know, after after Notre Dame, we became really close. My grandma passed away, and we, we hugged and shed a lot of tears, and, you know, he helped me out a lot through that process, and then after that, it was like every week, you know, it was just, you know, it was professional when it was time to be professional, but then Outside of that, it was, you know, like, how's family doing? You know, how are you doing? Like, joking around. And just so happened that day, he was walking off the field, and he just, you say, Yeah, we're going to miss you.
3: You were a team captain this past year. talked about your background. How much you think that will help as you settle into the culture here, which obviously has a pretty strong reputation around the league?
4: Yeah, you know, being team captain was something that, uh, that I worked hard towards. It took some time. I gained a lot of respect from my teammates to get that. Um, at the same time, like I'm coming in, um, you know, haven't played a down of football in the pros yet. So, you know, I'm starting at the bottom and I need to work my way up to the top. Um, and I think that I have great people to kind of follow in their footsteps to do that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, this team's going to have captains, going to have leaders, and, you know, for, for good reason. Um, and I'm going to listen and do whatever they, they need me to do to help the team win. Do
3: you plan to tap into Zach Ertz at all as far as maybe just the logistics of? moving to Philadelphia and just the everyday
4: life type of things. Yeah, no, we've been texting nonstop since uh, since I got drafted here. So, uh, yeah, no, he we um, he texts me. He was like, "Hey, like when you're in Philly, like let me know. We're going to link up and you know we're going to meet, talk about whatever." And I was like, "I'm here today." He's like, "Dang, I'm actually not here today, but uh, <laughs> but next time we'll we'll link up." But uh, yeah, I'm probably going to give him a call within these next couple of days just to catch up. I see him every off season. You know, and I actually saw him, like, last month when we was at Stanford a couple months ago. So, yeah, me and him have a good relationship.
3: What, you what, do, you, what your, do you know about, like, the Eagles receiver group? I mean, obviously you know about Alshon Jeffrey, but, like, you know, the other guys. And do you kind of see, like, everybody's being kind of complimentary with their playing styles, like, you, including yourself and everything?
4: Oh, yeah, no, everybody. Everybody in that every yeah. receiver room is great. And, you know, and Mac Hollins, like, we have the same agent. He came down. We hung out a bunch of times. Uh Nelson Aguilar, we had the same trainer, um, Ricky Prohl. So uh there was a bunch of times we got to train together. Um so yeah, it was a, you know I'm very, very comfortable coming into a meeting room knowing knowing some some guys already.
7: You mentioned your uh, grandmother, what was your relationship like with her and how difficult was that uh, stretch when she obviously passed away when you're in college? That was that
4: was very difficult. Um you know, I saw her every day when I was in high school. You know, I, I would wake up in the morning, take my brother to school, and then hang out with my grandma until it was time for me to go to school. Um, so, yeah, that, that was that was like my guardian angel right there. But, um, you know, it was uh, it was crazy today that she uh, she passed away because uh, she sent me a message before we played Oregon. I was like, scored scored two three touchdowns for me. I love you. And before the game started, she passed away, and I didn't find out until after the game. And I got to score two touchdowns for. her. So uh, that was like. I was like dang grandma like that would be you like you would that would happen to us um but uh it was tough but I had coach Shaw I had my teammates like my teammates came in big um for me uh everybody was so supportive um so like it was it was tough but uh I, I was with the right people you know able to let me lean lean on them the Condoleezza have uh...
3: had
6: a good baseball commissioner
4: <laughs> she I, I'm I'm convinced whatever Condoleezza wants to do she's going to be the best at it it don't matter if that's Head football coach, baseball commissioner, politician, whatever. Like that—that woman is incredible.
6: Yeah, yeah.
4: Take your yeah. we. Uh, her office is full of football stuff. Believe it or not, I had to take inventory one day. All I saw, all I took inventory was like football helmets, signed jerseys, books about sports. Not really even about law or politics. It was about sports. Um, you know, she has like a huge football on her desk, and yeah, she's yeah, she loves some football.
6: How did you uh, meet up with Ricky Prole and? Um, how good was it to have a guy who played in the league so long to kind of work on conditioning with who was a receiver?
4: And so his son is in the same agency as us, uh, Rep One sports. So uh, he uh, you know he came down and I was like, like I need you to train me, like you're the best. you know there's there's a reason why you played seventeen years in the league. So, uh, you know, we trained and we became close. And you know he was he was excited for me when I got drafted, and uh, he came to my pro day and everything. Um, and this is this is a guy who flew from North Carolina all the way to, to Stanford just to watch just to watch me perform.
6: Was there anything in particular you kind of learned from him about conditioning football-wise, receiver-wise, state and chamber?
4: Yeah, you know, it was funny because uh, he, he told me, he was like, I can already tell, like, whenever you go, you go a million miles an hour, which is a good thing, but you can't do that all the time. And he taught me how to slow things down, um, how to make things easier on myself, mm-hmm. Um, coming in and out of breaks was the biggest thing um, he thought that I was just going too fast you know I, was, I, just, I just tried to run too hard so uh, he slowed it down for me you know it's just being smooth in and out of cuts and all that good stuff the
9: camera showed you uh, getting selected by the Eagles mm-hmm. uh, you know, getting emotional with your family and friends by your side what kind of things were uh, going through your mind as, as you were taking that call you know? it
4: was it was crazy because as soon as I looked down on my phone and said Philadelphia you know, I forgot that I was even with people like it was just me and whoever was on the other side of the phone and uh, I started crying because I was like, dang like, you know like I'm about to be an eagle. And uh, my mom started crying, made me, made me want to cry even more and then my dad started crying I'm like, "dang guys, like, like I'm trying not to cry. I'm trying to look tough on TV. but uh, no, it was just it was just you know it was just like a big, big uh, weight lifted off my shoulders, especially when it was an, an organization organization like this, you know that does things the right way and wins games. Thank you
1: guys.